0: Okay, good evening. It's only a Monday, but it's okay. <laughs> We're doing obviously a podcast early because of the holiday season. This is Rachel Vote, and I wanna thank you so much for tuning in to A Good Girl's Guide podcast. Uh, this evening, we've actually got simultaneous podcasts running both in the VIP page, which is private and fantastic, as well as live on, well, it's not technically live, it'll be on Anchor, it's recorded, and it will be broadcast on repeat. Now, if you are new to this, this is really exciting because we're kind of transitioning into a more formal podcast setting, and from here on out, you'll be able to see a little bit more in the Facebook. I think we'll probably wedge that out for a couple more months. But going forward, the podcast will be available on Google Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Anchor Podcasts, Republic Radio Podcasts, and more. I'm really excited because I have my friend, my dear friend, that's here to participate in the Ask Me Anything. I did an Ask Me Anything not too long ago, and it was... I mean, no, it was a long time ago. It was before I was pregnant. So, but it was a lot of fun. And I kind of told myself, oh, I should do this more often. And I kind of just spaced it. So... Uh, I got a lot of really good questions lined up from the audience to get into it, but uh, I want to introduce my friend Miss Jess Anderson. Y'all may know her as Party with Anderson, or Photos with Anderson, or just my friend. He's my rundown?
1: Yeah. Hey!
0: <laughs> so, thanks so much for being here this evening. Um, at the end of the podcast, Anderson and I will have an important announcement that you'll probably want to stay tuned for as well. Uh huh. Uh huh. So. This evening, I had inquired some ladies that are a part of whatever I do. They came; The questions came in from various sources uh, to literally ask me anything. And it was kind of crazy because a lot of women went personal, which is totally fine. There was a couple that came up that were about relationships and intimacy and things like that. So we're going to get into it. I have forwarded the questions over to Anderson so she can go ahead and ask. Now, if you ask the question, we're going to get do our best to get to all of them. And then I will actually be doing a drawing at the end for, well, anybody that submitted a question because it's really not fair if we don't get to your question. So we'll go from there. We'll go from there. So why don't we go ahead and well, before we do, because most of the people know who I am, they may or may not. If you're new to this game, I'm so excited that you're here participating. Uh, I am I'm Rachel vote. I don't even know what to call myself. I'm still in this transitioning period. I've kind of solidly landed on right now as an intimacy life and perspective coach. Uh, and that's all I'm going to say, I guess. Okay. Besides the fact that my in-home party experience from Pure Romance doing um, these amazing parties for women about building your sexual wellness and intimacy is actually how I came to know my best friend Anderson. Um, so we have that in common, which we both love to do and we still do it to this day. But I'll let her tell me a little bit about, about herself because I'm glad she's here and being able to participate with me.
1: Well, I hope they can hear me because I'm farther away from the. No, you just talk. It's fine.
0: It'll be fine. Okay,
1: good. Good, good, good. Okay. Well, my name is Anderson. It's Jess, but everybody just calls me by my last name because there are too many Jessicas in the world, so, gotta stand out, right? Um, I am a, also a pure romance consultant. That's how I met Rachel, obviously. Whoop, whoop. that was like five years ago? Uh. Six years
0: ago? Well, yeah, you haven't been in pure romance that no, long. But, but we've known each other. known each other that long. That long. And i Yeah. Get, and I Because I met Brittany, like, my first year of partying. Yeah. And that's how we met.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And. I just celebrated my three-year anniversary with the company on December 16th. What? I know, it only took me three years to join, but it's okay. <laughs> um, and then I'm also, i <laughs> funny enough, Rachel, I'm talking to you, um, I... <laughs> I'm also a photographer, photoswithanderson.com is my website if you want to check it out. Um, And I also have a private Facebook group called Boudoir Photos with Anderson if you're interested in that as well, got Valentine's Day coming up. But I say it's funny talking to Rachel about this because I jokingly and lovingly say that I was bullied into creating my business because I... Uh, I don't know. I was hesitant, had anxiety about it, but Rachel asked me to take her wedding photos and then that quickly sparked my passion project, which then very quickly turned into just creating my business. And now I'm legit because I filed the paperwork with the government and everything. And what else did you do and I re- last week? I recently got my own, well, not my own, but I'm renting, I'm subletting a studio. So now I'm legit and have a physical address and everything. That's so, not even the thing I was talking about. Uh, what was well, the thing that just happened the other day? Oh, yeah, on Friday. Yeah. I also, oh, it's a long intro, but whatever. <laughs> I like talking about myself if I haven't noticed. Um, I actually uh, stepped down from my position with the Lincoln Police Department. I was a 911 dispatcher and was working part-time for the last nine months and just decided that I'm going to work even more part, part-time part as in I'm not going to work anymore. So <laughs> For somebody else. For somebody else. For somebody I am. Else starting 2020 fully self-employed. So I'm a pure women's consultant and a photographer and enjoying the ride that is personal development with Miss Rachel.
0: Oh, fantastic. Oh, yeah totally okay with me if it was a long ass introduction where it plugs the fact that you should be doing personal development and you should be doing personal development with Rachel. That's okay. Yep, yep. All right. So we'll go ahead and get started. Um, I've got some things waiting in the background in case we run through all of these, but I seriously doubt we will need <laughs> anything else. So go yeah. ahead. Let's go ahead and fire it off that you can eat, I don't care if you go in order because like I said, it doesn't really matter if we get to all of their questions I well, we have making it fair for drawing purposes. Pick your least favorite, least favorite, pick your most favorite, pick whatever you think is going to be the most interesting to talk about and shoot it off.
1: Okay. Well, I'm just going to, I guess, uh, ask the shortest question first. So, cause I want to get into the personal stuff, but I think that'll take longer. So we should do that towards the end. Okay. So we're going to talk about business stuff. We're first question. Were you hesitant about joining Pure Romance? Okay, Um, so I'm gonna be honest. Like, I mean, I I proofread the
0: questions to send them, but I didn't give them any thought because I just wanted to kind of answer them off the top of my head the best that I could, authentically and organically. Hesitancy about joining Pure Romance. I did, but here's what's weird is, you know, like, we get into this, oh, God, I would join, but I don't have the money. I would join, but I don't have the money. I would join, but I can't afford it right now. I would join, but it's the holidays. Like, that's the number one pushback I get about people joining the business now. And I did have some hesitancy about that, but not because of the money, because it was $99 when I joined. And even at the time, $99 was a lot of money, Mm -hmm. but to me it was like, well, I mean, I'll make that up in my next paycheck or whatever. But mine was twofold. First it was, will I make my $99 back? Like Mm -hmm. I really didn't even know if I could, I mean, I've never done anything for myself in business, so I wasn't fully confident that I could do that much. And the bigger, picture was, I mean, I've, I've said repeatedly to several people that when I signed on the dotted line and told my then fiance what I was going to do, he said, why would you do that? You don't even like to have sex. And I was like, what an asshole. But <laughs> I couldn't even be mad at him because he was right. Like, I mean, I was 26 and we have been together for over a decade and I was sleeping on the couch. And I just assumed that being together after 10 years, it was normal to like, not want to crave intimacy with a partner. But it was kind of his fault for planting the seed because I, like, two months in was like, yeah, he's right. Like, if I don't want to use this stuff with somebody, like, I can't be in the right relationship. And then we all know what happened after that. Uh, <laughs> but the bigger picture to me was that that was what was what was sad is because the thing that kind of excited me the most about being at Tanya's party was, I mean, first she said she was like a $100,000 earner. I was like, bullshit! And the money was absolutely something for me. But it was being so almost... Uh, Like, embarrassed to be that curious about sex and how to... Like, you can sell sex, like, legitimately. Like, everything we know about selling sex is in forms of prostitution or Mm -hmm. becoming a slut or whatever. Like, you're telling me that somebody who genuinely feels like I probably have a higher interest level in, in, in sex than most females do. Like I could do this. Like I was, I, I and then the ego part of me was like, I'm this cool. Like, like <laughs> I know I could throw a party and have a good time. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I, I love having a good time. So why not get paid to do it? And so that that was, that was my hesitancy was mostly, I think it was subconsciously fear of Success, like, could I really do it? Right?
1: Could I really do it? Well, and then we've talked about fear of success because then that with that comes expectations and right. The but I didn't know that. Hold that, yeah. Yeah, so. I didn't know that at the time. Yeah, yeah. But um, I totally, I get that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that totally, I think that suits your personality and everything that I know about you because I don't know if. If we've ever actually talked about this question in the six years that I've known you. No, no, not really. But,
0: yeah. No, sounds- because when you're the leader, nobody cares. Right. In, yeah. in not a bad way. No, like, but- I mean, I didn't know Tanya's story, you know, oh, until yeah. I was a while in. Yeah, so, it's just World natural. And- oh, yeah, it's just a natural process is that you need to psych that person up to get them excited about their future. Which sounds salesy, but it's, it's the truth. And if you don't give somebody a seed to plant a vision that they're made for more then they're never going to join and that is where I feel like I struggle with right now you know will I ever recruit again because I do such a good job all you go aside and showing women that they can be what they want to be and it might not be in the pure romance role and majority of the time it's not going to be in the pure romance role not because they're not interested in what I do but that's just not where their passion lies Mm -hmm. and that's fucking frustrating oh, yeah. because I know that the business opportunity is legitimate and I know that it can be, it can be life changing, but it's just a matter of finding the right pool of women that can look at it the same way that I do is that we can have a small organization that is amazing. I'm not focused on having 3000 women in Nebraska do it because in that saturation, but I am looking for a small handful of women that have the dedication and wherewithal to know that this is important and we need, we need soldiers out on the field spreading the message, One hundred percent. but it's hard because it's a direct sales business and people look at that. And I just hope that, that, that something that I've been able to do is really break the stigma of just more than a party, <laughs> um, but it's still hard because it's an entity within an entity. I'm not solely myself until yeah. now. Until now. Until now, more. Yeah. Now so. more than a party. Yeah. Now no more than a party officially. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Cool. Sweet oh, sweet sweet. Okay. Um, Mary's here. She said, I'm late but I'm here. Hey, hey Mary! Okay, um looking through the questions. Okay. So just gonna jump around here. Um, because I think the rest of them are kind of more personal That's questions. Fine. Do you're whatever. I do, it, I do I'm ready. Okay, we're ready. You're ready. We're ready. Okay. I'm ready. <clears throat> Question number two. How in the world do you manage working out, running a business, being a mom, doing household chores, grocery shopping, cleaning, etc.? And then how do you have time for yourself and do it all? How do you do it all?
0: How do I manage it all? Which is somebody had commented that it's impossible. Um, I do Well, somebody else said it was impossible. Um, This is, it's tough to say because I believe that there's two camps of people. I think there's a camp of people that are like consistency, strategy, structure, structure, habits, right? And then there's these other people that are like, there's no such thing as work-life balance,
1: yeah. I and here's that. the
0: thing is that they're they're on the same message. They just don't know it. Mm-hmm. Because there isn't such thing as work-life balance in a, in a, in a sense of... Equal. Like right. Like you're never going to get it except you can. Mm-hmm. If you are running the nine to five rat race that I'm going to work for somebody else's dreams in a structured environment like that, you're probably never going to be able to balance it all because you're spending... Three fourths of your life working at a desk job or in a field that you're unhappy in or whatever, so that's the that's the both the beautiful thing and the scary thing about being an entrepreneur because you live life on your own hours, but you have to have, you have to be more disciplined and structured to knowing what it's going to take and what how important it is. And I'm glad that you're here for having this conversation because is that your phone or mine?
1: I think it's the computer or something. Or the
0: computer sound is off, and I was pretty sure all the sound was off yeah, here too.
1: I did know I didn't do not disturb okay. It. Well. Like this.
0: No, that doesn't make noise. Oh well, you guys might hear a beat from time to time. I don't know. It's fine. noise. Okay. Um. So um, you can relate to this as we have talked about because, as you had said, you know, last year, last year was technically the year you decided you were going to do your pure romance business full time. Mm-hmm.
1: Um. But not really.
0: But yeah. Yeah. But the first year I went full time pure romance, I, I, I'm not going to say I felt mi- mi- miserably because I, I still did it full time and I still was able to keep my family afloat. I did a lot of things wrong you and I wholeheartedly agreed on the same fact that we assumed that the day that we stopped working, that business would just like come flow to us mm-hmm. and not because of like, again, ego It was because, Oh, people know that I'm now I'm available full time. So they're yes. going to want to party with me full time. Yes. No, 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 everybody else's lives didn't change. It was just my life and I was still getting up working the pure romance job as if I was working a full time job. I wasn't getting up with structure. Even though I like set a schedule, I never followed the damn thing because mm-hmm. that was also the illusion of working for yourself. Illusion for your, working for yourself is that you have all this time and freedom, and you do, but it's what you choose to do with it. And at first, I overindulged in making sure that my kids got to do all the fun things and that I slept in and then I took a nap and then I probably took another nap <laughs> and whatever. Um, I, I made it harder for myself by struggle bussing in the beginning because I didn't get to consistency faster. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I had a life bulb moment from somebody I very greatly admire who was a Pure Romance consultant and got fired by Pure Romance and now is a multi-million dollar earner in a different company. Um, so there's something to be said about consistency. Mm-hmm. I quite literally followed her out of curiosity when she left the company. Um, and also sheer nosiness. Like, yeah. and I follow her too. Yeah, so I know exactly yeah. you talking yeah. about. Yes. <laughs> um, and it was just a live that she did where she talked about how consistency had changed her life. And I had been in the same room as this woman at previous times, and her energy is, 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 is infectious. And oh, it gives me goosebumps now. So to me, it just was like, it, I, I got to witness. This was the first time I saw somebody's progress right before my very eyes and not in like a corporate standard like where I would have worked in Verizon where I saw somebody go from customer service to tech support to maybe a supervisor. That's the natural progression mm-hmm. of a corporate job. This person went from, you know, having this organization that was massively huge to walking away from that, starting from zero, building a million-dollar organization in less than a year, getting fired from that job, and then doing it all over again in 18 months. So witnessing a female, no less, who was incredibly young, mm-hmm. who was told multiple times, "You can't, you shouldn't. Who are you?" Um, and she—that's what she said—was that it began with consistency, and that's the—that's the advice I'm going to have to give to anybody: is that you can't. One, you can't do it all. You just can't. Like as we've talked about, you know, I started, my consistency came in my relationship first and then it came in my business. Mm -hmm. Um, And then from there it went into leadership, which I consider separate from my pure romance job per se, Mm -hmm. and then becoming a team leader and then spilled over into my health and wellness of going to the gym. So it is all about baby steps and progression. It's about recognizing your wins. Mm-hmm. and making sure you're logging those wins for the days that you feel like you're a piece of shit who can't get anything done. Mm-hmm. No, 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 look how far I've come, look what I've done. This is just a setback, recognizing why it's a setback. Are you, are you doing it yourself, or is it because there's been an obstacle in your way, and you've kind of just shut down instead of trying to find the detour to get to the other path? So it's it's absolutely about baby steps. And what I coach the team all the time is that you've got to get into your mindset has to be, if I'm going to do this one thing, whether it's business-related or personal relationship-related, but I'm going to do it until it's autopilot. Mm-hmm. Right now, my autopilot is shit. It's, it's not moving me forward, tell my dreams. It's not getting me out of debt. It's keeping me in the same circle that I'm in. And you got to get sick and tired of being sick and tired before you'll actually make the change. But then once that's autopilot, you'll feel comfortable to start integrating something else into your life. And where you start comes up to you. You know, for me, it was just, I think it was my relationship. I just had that, that foundation of feeling good about myself, which stemmed into other things. But Whatever you either feel like you can't do anymore, or whatever you feel like is going to be the easiest, is my suggestion. And if you really have no idea, then I recommend honestly getting a life coach nah. or going to the empowerment class. If you yeah. can't afford a life coach because they are not, they're not cheap, and you don't want your future to be cheap, yeah. so you want to make sure that's a, is you know, an investment that you're ready for. But well, the s- empowerment class is affordable to get that jump started, in my opinion.
1: In my opinion too. And one of the things that um, an entrepreneur that I follow said recently about paying, like, why are people still paying for classes when they could just get all of this information for free on the inter- internet? And one of the things that really stuck out to me is that they said, well, they know all this stuff is on the internet. They know all this stuff that if they wanted it is at their fingertips. So some people need to pay to have that kind of like, uh, click. like they click the moment click moment because- if you're going to pay for something, then you, in your mind, you've invested in Correct. it. Correct. So you're going to pay more attention. Correct. So rather than just sitting on YouTube, scrolling through the endless amount of videos and never actually doing anything, mm-hmm. going to one class, listening to one speaker, knowing that you've invested your money and your time into it, now you are now you have to make the decision whether it's a priority to actually follow through or not. Yeah. So I, I 100%... Oh, <laughs> as you throw your phone across the, the table. Sorry. Um, I 100% say that... Um, paying for a life coach, paying for any type of coach and or going to your classes is 100% worth it, especially if you don't know where to begin. Yeah,
0: that's the thing. That's the thing I agree is because what I feel like most people reach out to me is that they feel like they're floundering. They're Mm -hmm. like, I know change needs to happen, but I don't know where to begin. And it's, it's difficult because I'll tell you that a lot of the latency, I would say, and where I'm at today and discovering the coaching aspect, and that's what I wanted to do, was that I had so much of my identity tied into the pure romance thing that I I truly felt like that was the only way I was going to be able to reach women and Mm -hmm. try to help change their lives. And I still struggle with that today because this person that I watch and admire a lot, I'm not kidding you. Like I would say within the last seven days, I finally had the realization of it's not self-sabotage, but I have been limiting myself because I've been trying to mimic my business like hers. But her business is a completely different structure because it's an MLM mm-hmm. and mine is not. And so the things that she can do in her business that I am like good at as well don't benefit me in the same structure, unfortunately. So what I had to let go of is that I, I feel like I was trying to... It, that's why I said when you posted that video the other day oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. about when yeah. you try to be somebody else. That yeah. I was like I was like, oh, yeah. oh, you posted that. Yeah, when you try to be somebody else, you'll always be a second-rate version of that, then, right? Instead
1: of a first-rate version yeah, of yourself. Yes,
0: and I think what that was... was oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just... It's okay. okay. It was just a computer, nothing else. Um, <laughs> it's it's technology. just it's technology fun. falling apart here in the office. I hit the power strip. No big deal, we're fine. Okay, so that was a realization I had to have for myself was that uh, subconsciously I was trying to be like her Mm -hmm. and not even like, I think it was kind of like business related wise, but like I was already feeling bad about who I was in terms of my success because of the level of success that she has. But then I was like, but, but she wants to do MLM and she's great at MLM, but that's not where my end game is anymore. My end game is in a completely different profession. So I have to stop comparing because that that girl can make buku bucks like overnight in a 30-day period, and I can too. But mine, is not gonna be it's not gonna be the same because it doesn't rely on the organization of other people like a direct sales and multi-level marketing. I have to realize that I have to know that there will be some day where I'm gonna feel completely comfortable with my finances. In that I have the freedom and fun money that I want or whatever. But it has to be under my terms. And it has to be as a coach. And I can't be as somebody who sells supplements because that's not what I want to do. Yeah. But I had to get I had to get real clear about that. That was why I
1: was struggle bus and
0: in value of the new role that I had.
1: Well, it's funny because mm, I came over here a couple weeks ago and had a conversation with you and Tony about stuff. And you had... Expressed that you're you had a fear that I was no longer interested in doing pure romance parties. Yeah, and it was funny because I was struggle bussing, and I before I even saw that video and posted it because I posted that recently. Um, I had an aha moment that I in my head was like, I'll I'll never, I'll always be a second rate Rachel. I'll always I'll always <laughs> be second to Rachel, even though it's just something that we've talked about first six years that women always come to you and say like, Oh, I'll never be you. Right. I had you gotten, were already living it. I was already living it. And I was, I don't know how to explain it in my head. I was like, Oh, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. But I was doing that. And so when I finally decided, like I told you and Tony that I had to get some priorities straight, like I had to figure out some of my own personal priorities. Right. It was that I, I had to figure that out that yeah, I'll always feel like I'm struggle bussing if I'm trying to play catch up to you. But if I just focus on my own journey and my own, what does being a consultant mean to me? What does being a businesswoman mean to me? Then I can focus on reaching my goals and not trying to play catch up to your goals. Right. So it was, it was, it's definitely nothing like, like that I was angry or frustrated with you about. It was more of like, why did I just waste three years in business doing something that people warned me about not doing. Right. But until you, until you actually have that light bulb moment and say, I've been doing this. I need to stop. I need to redirect. Yeah. Then you're just gonna continue struggle bussing. Yeah. Let's put a pin in the next question for a second because I actually want to talk about that because one of the
0: things that I struggle with in the leadership role that maybe we can we can hash out and women can relate to or help us out here is when we're talking about that like being in this leadership role, you know. It's We're so conditioned. I, I don't know if it's just our profession or not, but we're so conditioned that the speed of the team is the speed of the leader, mm-hmm. which is frustrating. It, it, makes, it makes perfect sense because if I'm not out booking parties, if I'm not recruiting, my team's not going to do it either because they, they need to watch and see. But how do you do that in this type of structure of environment when I wholeheartedly want to run a business where I'm doing parties and I have customer service and I have one-on-ones? But maybe my heart isn't in the recruiting, but it should be for other women who want it, want their pure romance to be something different than what Rachel's Mm -hmm. is now. Because one of the things, and I think we talked about this in that live that I watched from this MLM lady was, you know, she said, and again, it has to be ego aside because people tell me this all the time and they're just inflating my own ego about Mm -hmm. it is that you do your job so well. Mm-hmm. And that's that's so reassuring because that's what I want to do is I want to be the best at what I do in terms of passing along information for sexual wellness and intimacy building. But I don't want to make it so good that people don't want to do what I do. Yeah. Because you need to relay to say, "I this was my passion and my journey. I can teach you what I know. I can also encourage you to figure out what you need to know so you can be your own Anderson or be your right. own whoever on the team. but." It's such a
1: catch-22. It is a catch-22 because you have all the success, but unless people have seen your journey from the beginning, they don't know how much it's changed for you. So I, I almost feel like you need to focus... If if you do recruit or if you do have women, they're like, oh, you do your job so well, I can't be you. You can be like, but honey, I, I was where you're at. Oh, I mean, but that, that's you. what I've
0: said from the beginning. That's always been my scripting. Yeah. Yeah. It was that, you know, Pure Romance taught me what I know, my degrees in veterinary technology. It started with A, B, and C, and this is where I've mm-hmm. become... I I know that oh, it's, what, whatever it's whatever yeah, yeah it's fine that I mean I I just struggle with that because I I feel like it's almost like you have to tiptoe about what you say because I I think most people can see that pure romance is not my end result anymore, and nobody wants to say it out loud, including myself, because it kind of sounds scary. It also is like what happens if corporate catches wind of it, but it it can't be, a, it shouldn't be a problem. Mm-hmm. It should be something that I'm planning. Well, it should be something that you're celebrating. That's what I'm saying, yeah. is, that, and that's what I want it to be, is I want it to be, listen, Flashing lights, I'm hiring. I need somebody who at some point has always dreamed of doing this, who knows their potential or wants to be trained one on one. I mean, I would say like a a solid 10 to 12 women that want to do what I do and take over the market. And I'm not saying like, listen, I'm not quitting tomorrow. And I'm not quit. I mean, this this is a long term goal, but part of it is the conditioning. Like, it's just like any other job that I want to make sure that my person feels. Like, okay, I feel supported, and I feel like I know what I'm doing before. Rachel's like, okay, this other things are taking more of my time.
1: Okay, so I have a really cheesy reference. Yeah. The Princess Bride, the pirate guy, like, (laughs) he recruits his replacement and trains him for, like, a year or two or whatever, and then decides that he wants to retire, but they need, like, the pirate... (laughs) <laughs> name or who, or the persona needs to live on, <laughs> so then he has somebody that comes in and, re- and replaces him, and nobody is the wiser because nobody actually knows who he is. I know that I know the name of this character, but I can't think of it right now. Do you know? Are you talking about the
0: well, Carrie Ellis or whatever the guy
1: that played yeah, Robin yeah, Hood? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes, 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 his character, but it's like yeah, know, Black Roberts or something. I don't yeah, know. I I know, know, I don't, I don't know. know, anyways, but yes, so that's basically like it's almost like. People, I wish women would see... Because I can see it that I... Like, I don't see you retiring, like, at the age of 80 and still being a pure romance consultant or whatever. Like, I I really think that your good girl's guide has the potential to be your end game Mm -hmm. and to help... But pure romance was that stepping stone. It was what helped train you, helped you realize where you wanted to go in life. And so now it's... This is your time. You're you're kind of in between time Mm -hmm. where you can help another woman or women find their stepping stone. So... It's no longer because I we've talked about this before, but it's no longer. I don't look at this to to recruit women in my own business. I'm not like, oh, well, you could be a full time. The same consultant. way we used to. Yeah, yeah. We're not recruiting yeah. the same way we were three years ago. We're not saying, hey, come quit your full time job and do this full time. Right. It's hey, come learn with me. Let's do this together. Let's figure Get out the sisterhood, the culture. The culture yeah. And yeah. The, The business education. Oh, my God. The personal development. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I could go on about how much pure romance corporate Uh, has taught me about finances that I wish I would have learned in high school. Everything.
0: Everything. Everything. About how to talk to my partner, about how to run a business, about how to talk to strangers.
1: Corporate. Trainings going to corporate trainings with Pure Romance. I've learned more about credit cards than I have in the 26 years of life agree. and retirement. Like, and retirement. Like I literally taxes. Like, my grandmother is a tax accountant. Okay, if this tells you anything, my own grandmother does my taxes, and I still have learned and she had a retirement account in my name for me that I cashed out to use for college or whatever. Um, but I learned more about retirement and taxes from an hour. Corporate class, and I have learned from you know living personal experience with my grandmother yeah. and living with her for a year. Yeah, so, yeah. So yeah, corporate. I mean, I will, I, I will talk highly of pure romance always and forever, even if it's not my end game anymore, because it's taught me so much and it's given me the confidence to start my own business. Right, right. And I think that uh, that's that's why I have such a strong attachment
0: to it as well. Yeah. I know everybody says when you're in direct sales, like my company's different, and I am like. Nobody's company is different, it's yeah. more different than ours, yeah, yeah. and I, th- I think that part of it is that we're just in that niche community because nobody sells what we sell, mm-hmm. and there is nothing against any other health and wellness company or anything like pottery, or pottery, I don't said that, you know what I mean, <laughs> yeah, jewelry, yeah. makeup, they're all important, and they all have their own place in the world, but... There's nothing like pure romance out there.
1: It's such an intimate topic that getting other women, stri- like strangers at parties, to open up to you about the topics oh that we talk god, about. Oh my god, yeah. You literally, I every party I do, every like consultation room that I do after the parties, I learn stuff about myself and mm-hmm. other women mm-hmm. at every party because mm-hmm. you, you're you forced to grow as an individual in those situations.
0: Yeah, that's funny that you say that because I my next live, I'm not sure when I'm going to do it yet, but I actually came up with it because of this encounter I had in a in the party room the other day, the ordering mm-hmm. room, it was, it was intense, um, to say the least, but yeah, like I, not to denigrate from anybody that goes to school and gets the degree, but I consider myself an applied psychologist or a mm-hmm. therapist, not oh, a psychologist. Yeah. I'd say therapist, oh, an yeah. applied therapist. I don't know how you get tenure for that. I don't know how you get an <laughs> honorary degree, yeah. but seven years in the business, I'm damn close to a decade that I, I feel like, I am I'm just so unbelievably gifted to be able to gifted. I'm I'm lucky to be able to have this perspective for women in hearing stories and when it's tragedies and healing yeah. and progress and questions and curiosity that you wouldn't believe how many women all want to know the same thing we exactly. all want the same damn thing the
1: same questions the same questions over and over again for three years from
0: an 18 year old to an 80 year old from a lady that lives in the trailer parks a lady that lives on the south side of lincoln and a five-story no it's not five-story but you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean. it's all the
1: same it honestly like that's that's part of the reason I really love doing parties and why you know, life gets busy and sometimes I don't do parties as frequently as I would like, but when I'm at the party and I'm doing it and then I get to the, I call it a consultation room after the yeah, party, yeah. and I'm having that one-on-one conversation with girls, there's sometimes where I'm in there for 30 to 45 yep. minutes with one woman because yep. we're having such a good in-depth conversation, uh-huh. and so it's one on one end. It's like I have so many fast friends because I learn so much about these women who feel comfortable opening up to me because of the profession we're in. But on the other hand of it, the girls that have the same questions over and over again. It's this. It's the same questions with any girl from any background. It made me feel so much more confident in myself and so much more normal i guess because you have you have all these struggles in your head and you know your head is such a dark place to live sometimes um that you you doubt yourself and you think that you're no one will ever understand you or what you're going through and then you well it's not even about
0: understanding it's just about feeling alone like there's no there's no one on planet earth could be going through this the same thing that i'm going
1: through exactly and then when you hear it from 30 women back to back to back that they're going through the exact same thing it just kind of it it brought me back down to earth it made me realize I'm not alone. This is something that com- women are commonly struggling yeah. with, and then it empowered. It made me want to bring awareness to certain topics and help find solutions for certain topics and make it okay to start talking about those topics. Right. Because right. if everyone's struggling in silence, then nobody's get better. Nobody's
0: winning. No. And that is something that I've I've, I've taken back into. started incorporating in my intro to my parties is that you know I, one they need to know that I'm an intimacy coach mm-hmm. now and what that what that looks like and how it's different from the the pure romance role. And most importantly that I tell them the three things that I find the most like people talk to me about the most which are incredibly common but most importantly that women will come into that ordering room and say things that they've never told their partner ever Mm -hmm. before that they've never shared with a doctor sometimes they're sharing it for the very first time out loud which always gives me goosebumps because that's where they need to know like they're not alone Mm -hmm. and just having somebody just to say it out loud to and for me to look at them and say you're not by yourself like I you have to know that is you can sometimes see like a weight lifted off their shoulders over that so what we do is incredibly important and I am recruiting for replacements I I think that it's time for me just to openly say it and put it out there um in that I don't want it to be a short-term journey because I want them to feel loved and supported that they feel comfortable on what they're doing in their role and that I'm going to do right by them in terms of how I'm going to coach them mm-hmm. to get there. So so just as you wanna know, we're looking for new birds hey. in 2020 hey, to make some good money if you really commit to it. Mm-hmm. And easy money if you really commit oh, yeah. to it. And Jumpstart your personal development
1: and jump, your, oh yeah, your business development. That's the
0: biggest thing is I really would like to do a podcast with like two or three of the women that have been consistently coached by me last year and let's talk about how that's changed. Oh yeah. Yeah, because that'd be a big thing. Okay, what's the next question?
1: Well, I don't even, that question took forever. Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, okay. So, how did you learn to love yourself so much and have so much confidence? <laughs>
0: Imposter syndrome. <laughs> Who do you think you are? <laughs> okay. Read it one more time.
1: How did you learn to love yourself so much and have so much confidence? It's called ego. Ego. PR
0: tumor. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so
1: yeah.
0: that's what's kind of funny and also not funny is because, like, when things, when really good things would start happening to me in my business, I mean, I had, like, a separate folder that was saved for when people would send me messages through Facebook that I would just copy and paste the picture of it and put it into a folder for the things that really hit, hit home for me, or they would fill my heart with joy that I was doing the right thing like I just started saving a folder and then ugh, When I started like feeling really good about those kinds of things I made the stupid decision to start showing my husband or <laughs> like a best friend and they'd be like, okay, Rachel PR tumor and I know that they were just like joking around with me But I don't want any ego to be associated with feeling good for helping people <laughs> I mean That's I mean people do things for that reason we do things to feed our own ego but when when you truly feel like it's your life's purpose to be a coach You don't want that, you don't want ego associated with the accomplishment. You want, you want to feel good about the fact that they had growth in their life and Mm -hmm. that they saw a different way and they finally realized, I don't have to live this way. Those were the things that were really resonating with me. And so when it comes to confidence, it's a
1: tricky word, I think, because... Well, let's look at it as self-love. Okay. so, So instead of like, oh, you're so cocky, you're so confident, no, just how did you... People, self-love is so hard to come by naturally. Like, well, nobody can come by it naturally. Unless, no, yeah. Cause even yeah. Because even in a household
0: where you grew up, like I, I was just thinking about, I mean, I talk about this recently quite a bit. If you grew up in a household where one of your parents did everything for you, they treated mm-hmm. you like a little princess, you, you know, they, they cared about everything you did in school. From the outside in, that looks great. That's super supportive. And support, is it's, it's important, but so is also conflict and mm-hmm. having troubling times and things, places where you feel like you grow. If you were always babied and everything was, quote unquote, handed to you, even if it didn't feel consciously like it's me handed to you, that's not a gift. Yeah. Because then you expect that everybody like is going to clap their hands when you cheer. You And know you what don't I mean? know
1: conflict resolution. You don't know
0: conflict resolution and you always think that you're right. Mm-hmm. You might not have exposure to other people's perspectives and opinions and things like that. So, um, it is tricky. But I would say... Um, it's it's kind of complex on how it got there and I'm really not ready to share it entirely about the big piece to the puzzle that helped me because I just can't yet like it's part of my intimacy coaching where I'm coming from uh it's it's very it's not a it's a gray area right now and I can't even I can't even say like why I can't talk about it um it's nothing like inappropriate it's nothing that like has to do with like my past and trauma and things like that it's just it doesn't work quite yet in the world mm-hmm. that we're living in, um, which is unfortunate because I feel like I have a really important key that I can be using to unlock this stuff for other women. And it's not that I'm like secretly burying it in all the other things that I'm doing so you can try to find it. But I will tell you that if you come to the intimacy or not the intimacy class, if you come to the empowerment class, you'll start to, you'll start to get a key into it because that's where I feel like it can be more vulnerable with people is in an intimate setting with other people who feel like they want to, they want to grow. I can't yet do it in a public forum because of my life I just can't there's other people in my world that don't want the best for me yet and it if I had to if I had to be blatantly honest I feel like they would use it against me and um in my family which is not okay because that's not the intent of what I do so there's a huge key component that's missing I will say but it does come down to a supportive partner which you can't overlook you and I talked about how like I don't always like to talk, I mean, I will talk mm. about Tony Tell and Blue in the face, yeah. but I don't want it to come off as you need a man to get what I had. But having a solid foundation and relationship was a game changer for me and having somebody who is supportive and who encourages me to grow and I genuinely feel like has my best interest at heart and I do the same for them. That was That, that was just the first confidence piece that I needed to start mm-hmm. to discover other areas of my life. And when it came to my body, that had to start from the inside out. You know, we get so focused on the number on the scale and the type of dress that we're going to wear. And for me, it was hair and nails and makeup, like always having to have those things put together. And I'm still very much like a feminine woman like that. But I couldn't change the outside until I started dealing with the shit that was inside. Mm -hmm. And mine is, it's just like everybody else that struggles with insecurities in terms of fear and anxiety and not feeling good enough and self-worth. But mine was also trying to have to break down what my perception of Of self love was, Mm -hmm. you know, for me that was buying presents because that's my love language. It was, oh, it was attention from men, regardless of how I got it and how not uh, how I got it and how I received it, I should say, because I was I had a really sickening revelation over the last forty eight hours about how shitty of a friend I was to a lot of people in terms of trying to steal their boyfriends because I wanted to increase my self value Mm -hmm. by picking them picking them over me or over their girlfriends or whatever. So. It's it's an ugly process if you want the genuine results. To, to be completely honest, because you have to ask the hard questions, um, you have to, you ha- really have to let go of this the fact that this is a fucking skin vessel. Like mm-hmm. I like to use that phrase because I think it's off putting. People yeah. are like that sounds terrible, but that's the you way know, you need to think of it. Our bodies are our bodies. They are just this thing that holds your beautiful brain, which is what really sets you apart from everybody else on planet Earth. You can have the same eyes and nose and breasts and ass as somebody else in your family. So your looks are not that they are not that unique as much as we think they are. They're not that unique. Somebody else gets to define what traditionally looks beautiful and that changes from time to time. Sometimes yeah. thick eyebrows are in. Sometimes natural noses are in. Sometimes big old booties are in. Sometimes little itty-bitty titties are in. So the fact that that changes so frequently is bizarre to me because personal development will never change. Being a good person at heart is never going to change. So anybody that knows me in the beginning of my pure romance journey can tell you how hard ass I was. Like I was not open to emotion and affection. You never hugged people. Never hugged people. It was like, it was an ongoing joke that I wasn't a hugger. And they only reinforced that for me. You know what I mean? They were only reinforcing that I wasn't a hugger by saying I wasn't a hugger. And I'm like, you're right. I'm not a hugger. I'm just going to maintain this sarcastic little prissy attitude because that's what bitches do. Exactly. So it's important how you're seen in the world because people will reinforce that idea of you. And now people see me as a soft hearted person who cares, who wants you to do better. And they have no qualms about coming to me and talking to me about something that they've never talked to somebody else about. That's powerful. Mm -hmm. That's powerful in a five year period to go from... And people who know me in both of those periods to be able to do both, like to recognize that I was a hard ass to, okay, well, maybe she's a human that has emotion now. So
1: do you, this is a side question. Do you have people in your life that still treat you like the Rachel from five years ago? And, and two part. Do you ever find yourself resorting back to those behaviors because of how they're treating you now? Like, they're treating you like Rachel from five years ago, so you start acting like Rachel from five years ago? Yeah, there's three categories. The first category would be people
0: who treat me the same. Mm -hmm. Like, conflict resolution is the same as it would have been with old Rachel. I don't talk to those people anymore. And it's not because I don't want to, it's because they're the same people they were when I was that person. Mm -hmm. And we can't agree. Yeah. And it's, it's hard because I know what they are feeling and thinking about me because I remember the old mindset. It's very accusatory. It's very how dare she. She doesn't see my point of view. And I feel like I've tried... A few times in the personal development side of it to say, show me your side, tell me how you feel because I want to relate and I want to understand, but it's more of a, no, like you just think you're too good for me now kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I've had to disassociate from people I've been very close to. And it was, it's very painful because they, they witnessed the personal development and even would tell me like, you feel like a different person. So that's class number one. Class number two would be people who were in the personal development journey with me Mm -hmm. and somewhere along the way I lost them but didn't know it. Like all of a sudden I was reaching out and they were no longer there. They weren't even responding kinds of things and didn't even tell me what was going on. Um, Sometimes I've gotten it. I've gotten it out of people and I truly from my heart feel like I respond from 2019 Rachel like mm-hmm. I'm so sorry no well you should have could have would have told me why didn't you address this sooner? No longer, yeah right it's more of it's just accepting that I'm sorry I hurt you how can I make it better and there has been some people and this one hurts the most I think because it's like you and I did this together so you know that I'm trying to be authentic and genuine tell me how I can make it better and it's more so you did what you did, and I can't get
1: past it. Is what it mm-hmm. feels like. They're shutting down. They're shutting down. The yeah. And in
0: the in, in the, thing, the most frustrating thing is when they say I am over it. Well, if you're over it, then we would be friends again. And I, when I reach out to you, you would say let's do these things. And so that that's the one that hurts the most because it's like I don't know what to do differently, and I should know better psychologically. Would say that's their thing. Like mm-hmm. if I said my piece and I was I was authentic as I could be, then I should move on. But it hurts because. You care about people. You love people. You want them to do the best. And to see them come along with you and then all of a sudden it's gone, yeah. that hurts. And then there's the last category of people you just, oh, God, I don't even know. I, I don't want to say the word hate because it's such a harsh word because I have great empathy for this third, this third group of people. But these are the people that I know are never going to get personal development in their life. They are just mm-hmm. never going to see perspective from any... Other view than I'm the victim, they're out to get me. Everything that, you know, you attempt and try is just, falls on deaf ears. It, it's twisted into something else. Um, and when you try to help them, that you're the bad guy. And when you, well, you don't even get the opportunity to help, necessarily, because you're not even allowed that far in. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, those those people 100% trigger a 2018 response. But the nice thing is, is that I'm not close enough like in my world to be able to execute 2018 response Mm -hmm. because I can't even get that far in. It's like, Um, I get to vent it out to my husband and say I really wish I could be this petty and immature but I'm going to recognize that that won't get me anywhere and I'm going to recognize that that's not going to do the greater good for anybody but it doesn't mean that I don't want to stoop to their level because they want to hurt me and Mm -hmm. our instinct is to hurt people when you're hurt you want to hurt others Um, so it's nice in a sense because it gives you a chance to reflect on your your own development and how you should behave and how you should be in the world and then lastly to extend empathy to that person thinking my god like Mm -hmm. this as miserable as you want to be for the rest of your life. I'm sorry that you think it has to be this way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how I try to end it is by leaving myself with that thought of my God, I'm th- th- that that sucks
1: kind of thing. So I've told you Antoni before that I have lots of conversations with you guys in my head <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> without actually reaching out to you guys because I know what your responses are going to be.
0: So and you don't, So you have imaginary conversations with yes. me and my husband in your head yes. about personal development, business, and so on and so forth. Yes. So you don't reach out to us because you know what we're going to say?
1: Well, and if, if, if it's a big important stuff, I'll reach out to you guys. But if it's like little petty stuff, like when I have a conflict with somebody mm-hmm. who is living in the past mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, what would Rachel or Tony tell me to do? And then like, I'll be like do you want a 2018 response or a 2019 <laughs> response? And then I, I play both responses. Like, like well, 2018 Rachel would tell me this. And 2019, Punch her in the face! Exactly. And 2019 Rachel would tell me this. Have like, empathy. Exactly. <laughs> Remember. And so I will literally be driving in my car and have a two-minute conversation in my head and then by the end of it be laughing because I'm like, if anyone can see me right now, like literally shaking <laughs> and nodding my head. But it's, it's, I mean, I appreciate that you, not only that, I've known you like over your personal development, but that you're vocal about, well, this is how I would have responded in the past and this is how I'm going to respond now because it's trained my brain to think that way and have those imaginary conversations because then it's, that's only propelling me forward in my personal development. So
0: yeah, I agree with that. I I think that that, and that's, what's hard when you sit down with a life coach or a professional or somebody who's ahead of you is because that's the intimidating factor is how do they have their shit together? Why are they so, Mm -hmm. so poised? How do you get there? And I I I always started by saying you want the 2018 response as for humor, humor to break yeah. it up, but also it allows for me to get my pettiness out too. It's that's I think part of the problem is that people see where you are and they forget where you came from. Mm-hmm. And to have patience and empathy for somebody is still a work in progress where you can t- need to take three deep breaths when you're like. Why are humans so stupid? And then you got to think, no, it's not that they're stupid. It's that they're sleeping. They're still asleep. They don't know that there's a different way. And you can't ever get entitled and be on a pedestal and think I'm better than them because I do so much work on myself because that's not the way it needs to go. It needs to be loving and supportive and saying, I see where you came from. So yes, it's funny that I can tell you that I used to be a catty little whore as well, but you see how that it doesn't do anybody any good. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to live there. Yeah.
1: Cool. Okay. All right. Next, 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 next. Next question. Um, so this one is ways that work well with with communicating to your partner what you need from them sexually, emotionally, etc so what are some ways that have worked well for you to communicate to your partner what you need from them sexually, emotionally, etc okay,
0: this is a loaded question that we don't have a lot of time for And I mean I I think what I will do is I'll just give credit to my, my husband to be honest because I don't know that I knew how to speak to people in general let alone in an intimate relationship there was something about there was something very different in the very beginning of our relationship I remember that we we were having our very first like moment where he upset me but he had no idea Mm -hmm. that he did and it was through text message and like he was like getting ready to tell me goodnight or something and I was like yep fine fine (laughs) and he's like is everything okay and I'm like yep it's fine and he's like are you sure you know like normal human beings that are asleep would be like okay fine bye good night. you know what I mean but I was very fortunate to be with somebody who was more in tune. Because he's like, are you sure? And I was like, no, I'm not okay. But that was that was a revelation for myself. Because normal Rachel 2000-whatever Rachel at that time would have been like, no, I'm just going to go to sleep. I don't want to talk about this. And I said something like, you know, you had told me that if I ever am feeling a certain way, I should probably t- tell you. And I just want to explain that this is how I'm feeling. It was like a very early version of the story I'm telling myself mm-hmm. um, before I even knew that was a thing. So, it was having the safe space that I wasn't scolded, I wasn't belittled because I was being an over-emotional woman. It was, I'm sorry that, that it came off that way. Let's see how I can fix it. Mm-hmm. And that was like the first loving moment of, oh, okay, things can be different kind of thing. Um And there was a lot, a a lot of, (laughs) I always want to say that he trained me, whether he knows it or not, to be honest. Um, because there was, at the time there was a lot of me not saying anything about anything because I was so enamored with him and very much wanted the relationship to work that I wouldn't ruffle the feathers. Mm -hmm. Um, and he didn't have problems telling me like if he was concerned about things like going on in his life, but it was anytime I was upset that I was like, I gotta get over this because I don't want to ruin it. Yeah. And um, and it, I thankfully never like took it out negatively on him. It was just more of me eating my own anxiety. So I would I would say that between a combination of personal development and learning how to talk to people and learning about the difference between discussion versus arguments yes. versus like being present for your emotions and bottling them up, it it just it came with a lot of hard conversations. It came to a lot of this isn't working for me, but can can we adjust kinds of things? And it sounds like a, a huge chore, but you just have to figure out what works for you. And to me, it would be like, you can't talk to me like A, B, and C because it makes me feel like a child. And he'd be like, well, I didn't realize that that would trigger you. And I was like, any previous relationship, I wouldn't have told you that. But because I've had the safe space and I believe that I can go there. So that's, like I said, it's difficult because I, I don't want it to seem like it's special because of Tony only, but those are the things that needs to be okay for women to require in a relationship that you should have a partner that easily communicates with you and talks to you. And I know that it goes one step back too, but my partner won't talk to me. Okay, but I was the partner. Mm -hmm. Tony was the feminine one. If we're going off of the the traditional stereotypes of what women need in terms of how do I get my partner, so I feel like sometimes I have a nice perspective because I was the shut down, broken dude in the relationship, and I acted out in different ways, and Mm -hmm. I relayed being mad at him by slamming a door instead of whatever, and and he'd still be like, "Is everything okay?" I'm like, "It's fine." (laughs) So you have to just get, you have to get honest with yourself and I I think, I mean one of the things you could do is to actually work on it would be like communication. You have to learn how, how can I talk to somebody without feeling like I am knocking down all my walls and I'm so exposed. I need to be able to come from a factual place that's I need some support. I need to know how to get past this. Those kinds of things. It's, it's all about you, and and if you don't have that in your like your intimate relationship, then you got to find it in a friend. You got to find mm-hmm. it in a personal development group. You got to go to networking. You got to you got to reach out to Rachel. You got to get a life coach. You got to go to a therapist. You have to go to somebody where you can just dump it out, and they can say. They're not going to tell you you're crazy and illogical, but they're going to say, "Well, what if we shifted
1: our perspective? And what mm-hmm. if we what if we
0: came from a different way and said it this way, so that nobody feels blamed, mm-hmm. but you still feel heard?" Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, what I was going to say, because you know, I don't think it's just a Tony thing, although we do like to use that term. I found Find my your tone. I found uh-huh. my tone. Mm-hmm. But because with in my relationship with Brett, I mean. I I just posted something about it. I think this morning or yesterday morning at like 7 a.m. I saw something on Facebook that was like, when you find, when you have a toxic partner, a disagreement becomes an argument. But when you have a divine partner, a disagreement becomes a conversation. Right. So first of all, you're going to want to find somebody to be in a relationship with that you can talk to on some level. And then when you decide that you want to have those tough conversations, like the story I'm telling myself, that's what I started with, with Brett was like, I would have anxiety about something about... I'm afraid that I annoy him about X, Y, or Z, or I'm afraid that I upset him and he's not telling me. So I would just be like, when when we had a moment that was calm, the kids weren't around, I would just be like, hey, can we talk real quick?
0: Right, because we had a tendency to make it about ourselves. Exactly. All the time. We worry time. if I bring this up, he's going to be upset with me. If exactly. I bring this up, he's going to think I'm emotional and crazy. But we I, we often code it and carry it as their problem. Exactly. Like, they don't know how to talk to me. They don't know how to understand me. It's such a cluster F of because It is, because,
1: because you're in your head this one little problem that if you would just like get rid of it, you you would get rid okay, of it. let it go,
0: or, just let me let it go. Or
1: even just verbalize it. It mm-hmm. would, it would lose all of its power against you, but you have this one little problem that you don't know how to verbalize. So then you're in your head and it's just becoming a bigger and bigger anxiety, a bigger, bigger problem. Mm-hmm. So if you just learn how to say what the problem is right away, then it lo- loses all that problem. And you can start to think clearly of a solution. Yeah. So I'm, I'm grateful that Brett, will listen to all of my crazy antics about things that I'm frustrated with or struggling with in my head. And he he's very in tune with, are you in your head right now? Like yeah. That, that's one yeah, of his yeah. things. Is like he can see like, if we're having a conversation or if I'm venting about something and then I get really quiet, he's just like, are you in your head right now? Like verbal, yeah. verbalize what's going on. Yeah. And then we can come up with solutions. Well, so. what, no-
0: what normally happens in those kinds of situations, because that is exactly like, I remember specifically getting a homework assignment from my therapist about listening to my internal mm-hmm. thoughts because I hadn't been doing that. And four days went by off and on until you'd be like, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? But that's, what's important is that you have to learn those person's cues. And I don't want anybody to be like, well, you guys are just lucky because you found some people that want to communicate with you. It, it wasn't that easy in the beginning. Mm-hmm. and it, That's the, the thing that's shitty is that we have to be aware that coming into a relationship we both have baggage and we both have tools that we don't know how to use yet. So You have to maximize what your strengths are mm-hmm. and if you have better communication tools then you need to make sure you tell your partner, here's what my expectation is about talking to each other. Maybe at the end of the night, we come back and we say, how was your day? And what did you struggle with? And how can I help? Or it goes through text messaging where if you can't be vulnerable enough with each other in person, then you're at least saying, hey, can we just do a check-in? Like it's as easy as that. And we make it so much more complex that when it gets to the point where Jess looks like she's in her head then I'm making it about me. Is she upset with me? Why has she been so distant? Because she hasn't talked to me in three days. Because that's the natural progression of humans. That's what we do is we make it about ourselves. So you do, you have to, you you have to, you just have to get good at being uncomfortable, and that's right. the problem: is that nobody like, wants to get
1: there. I feel like we could have an entire podcast just about this topic. Because, Absolutely, because we because can. Have... We, we for sure fucking
0: will. Is yeah. probably right,
1: <laughs> right? Because I have so many like little like tips and tricks that have worked for me. Over yeah, the last and that's year what that... we.
0: And the relationship side of it, I think that's what we really need to focus on. Because like when we come, we could do a whole podcast about sex, and we need to do a whole podcast about how to gain your sexuality oh, and yeah. confidence in that. Because that has been a journey for myself. That is. So interesting to the fact that, like, I had I didn't even use toys in the bedroom until I was, like, a few years into my pure romance career. Mm-hmm. And I I want people to know that kind of thing. It wasn't because I was a phony. It wasn't because I didn't believe in the product. I was using plenty of things. That was a me thing. That yeah, was a yeah. personal journey mm-hmm. thing. And, again, it wasn't even about, like, oh, I can't use those because they're disgusting. I had them for myself. It was just about the journey of my relationship mm-hmm. and where that went. So I do believe that we have to have... A separate podcast on each of them because they do deserve their own time. So yeah, we're yeah we're getting close anyway. So, so that way we'll we'll put that in the the back burner. But it, it's it's they're all cyclical, and that's the problem. Is that we want to talk about one particular question. And you can't because they're all so interconnected that you have to be doing the work on each of them. Because if right. you don't, you ain't going to get nowhere. You'll exactly. backtrack. I always like to say that you you have two options right now. You have two options only. Everything you do is going to move you closer to where you want to be mm-hmm. or it's going to move you farther away. There is no more neutrality. That's the problem that we're living in is that we think if I don't do anything, nothing will change. So that's necessarily, that's both good and bad but neutrality is terrible. It's terrible because that's where you start to die and regress if you don't have growth and contribution. So, oh my God. All right. So here, we're going to wrap this up because we are getting close to time anyway. So I have the girls that ask questions here in my hands. We didn't get to everybody's, but like we said, we want to make sure that we um, still have everybody gets the opportunity. If we didn't ask your question, because I know there was a couple that were pretty specific about um, like your relationships and how to talk to your partner and things like that, then you can feel free to private message me and we'll set up some time to talk about that one-on-one and we can give you some feedback and information if you'd like. So I'm going to have Anderson just pick two of these. Okay. Um, they, oh, they should awesome. only say their first... Okay, that works. Okay, I'll pull them out. Okay, so the first one was anonymous number one. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. She didn't want to, I know who she is, but she didn't want her name revealed. So we'll go with that. And then the second one was Heidi, which we actually did ask her questions. She asked about the pure romance business. So thanks for that that nice little, but ding okay. off. Of, yeah. A yes, little yes, squirrel yes. moment for us, Miss Heidi, but that was great. So, okay. Um, I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope that you had a fun time tuning into uh, our podcast this evening, but some really important in- information as we go into 2020, like I said, there'll be some transitioning when it comes to the podcast. Um, I'm not exactly sure yet how long they'll be happening in the Facebook live version anymore, because I'm going to be transitioning almost exclusively to an external podcast app, which is going to be okay because I'll be sharing with you guys. However, the really exciting thing that we're going to be doing is that Anderson and I'm going to be pairing up to do podcasts together. Uh, Yep, we're actually going to be talking about the schedule here right after we get done with this. We haven't really decided how often we're going to be meeting, but we're going to be talking about it. So if you had a good time, if you feel like you could gain something from listening and tuning in to the two of us, make sure you post some questions or some concerns or some topics that you want to be a part of. We'll still be doing uh, the the option to have people come in and do podcasts too, because I think it's incredibly important that other women get to share their stories because you will relate to a lot more other people that way, but be excited because we're going to be covering a lot of different things like split households and baby mamas finances to drugs and to sex to just about anything you can imagine. So it should be a pretty good time. Yeah. (laughs) Just life. life. You're going to get a glass of wine. You might need a cigarette afterwards. (laughs) Don't do that. Don't smoke. It's terrible, (laughs) but it's really exciting. We're excited. So stay tuned for those details. We'll be posting them in the group as well. Um, so I'm going to have Anderson go ahead and plug her stuff roll one more time if you want to find her information about uh, yeah. pictures and things like that. So go ahead and tell them again yes, where to find yes. you.
1: So if you are interested in checking out my website, it is part... Huh, nope. It's photoswithanderson.com. I have too many websites. Yeah, I know. Um, but photoswithanderson.com is where you can check out some of my portrait work, family photos, senior photos, things like that. And Rachel's wedding photos are up there if you want to go stalk her. Ah, uh, 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 so Karen, pretty. I know. They're on my website. They're pretty cool. Um, and then I also have a private Facebook group solely dedicated to boudoir photography. I know that Valentine's Day is coming up, ladies. And... I offer a pretty affordable package to get your boudoir photos taken and feel confident and sexy about yourself. And I even have a raffle going on in my group right now for a free session. So if you are interested in in winning a free boudoir session with me, um, head over to Boudoir Photos with Anderson. It's a private group on Facebook, but you can still search the name and you can um, click to join. Uh, there are a couple of rules, so make sure you read them because if you don't agree to the rules, then I will not add you to the group because it's a very private, secret group. <laughs> but you have until the 31st to um, enter our raffle. And then on the 1st of the year, I will be winning, drawing a winner for a free boudoir session. Y'all so better get on it. I'm thinking about doing one. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I'm got thinking about a, doing it again. Yeah. I just it's got a good a, time. I just got a new uh, photography studio, and it's fucking beautiful. It's a good studio. It's it's good. You it's should good. totally it's check it's it it's
0: cool. out. Yeah. So, yes, plenty of ways to check in with us. I'm also on Facebook, I'm on Instagram. I've got this podcast streaming on several different platforms and make sure to always uh, send an email if you'd like to to a good girls guide to at gmail I want to thank you guys so much again for tuning in we hope you have a fantastic evening a wonderful holiday season and we'll be back with another podcast soon, soon.
1: yep thanks so much girls have a good night Bye.